Hello, St. Mark. Hey, we're concluding this series that we've been in now for 10 weeks, if you can believe it. And if you begin to practice everything that we've talked about over the last 10 weeks, you're going to find out that love is sometimes pretty exhausting, isn't it? I mean, it costs and it, it sometimes exhausts. It's actually work to really love people. And if truth be told, a lot of times you just don't feel like loving them at all. For example, have you ever felt like, I don't have any more love to give? Or it's the giving professions, isn't it? Like the teachers or the salesmen or the managers or the nurses or the waitresses. You know, if you're in a people-intensive business, you know what it's like to come home one night and just say, I can't look at another person. Can you believe this? I can't see another face, another problem, another demand, another heartache. I just can't face it. 1 Corinthians 13, though, it says this. Love always protects always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. It never fails. And the Phillips translation actually says it this way. It says, love knows no limit to its endurance, no end to its trust, no fading to its hope. It can really outlast anything. You hear that? And and you ask, well, where do you get that kind of love? Because that sounds great. How, How do you love over the long haul like that without just running completely dry? What is the source of that kind of love? I mean, because obviously my love dries up sometimes. And so where do you get that kind of love that just always protects, just always trusts, just always hopes, just always perseveres, that's just always there? I once heard of a pastor who, who took his family to see an air show one time. And, and he said what was really impressive about the whole thing was how they hook up a tanker to a jet in flight to refuel it. And that is pretty cool. He said, can you imagine a jet saying, I don't need to refuel? I mean, how silly would that be? The jet would crash and burn. But in a long-distance flight, you have to refuel. And so I would just say to you, similarly, in a long-distance relationship, to make love last over the long haul, you have to know how to refuel your love in your life. Because the landscape is littered with debris of relationships that have crashed and burned because they didn't know how to refuel their love so that it lasted. So we ask, well, what are the secrets then of this lasting kind of love that God talks about? Well, I want to give you three this morning that God gives to us, three that I think are just powerful and can just change your life if you let them. One of the first habits is this. Develop a habit that refreshes you physically. Think about that. Most people don't understand that their physical condition has a strong impact on our relationships and our ability to actually love people. Because it's hard to love when you're tired, isn't it? It it makes a difference then. In in a lot of marriages, I'm just convinced that that all they really need to do is get some rest, take a nap, you know, get some sleep. Because they're just worn out all the time. Here's some warning signs that you might recognize. Always feeling fatigued too tired to care, depending on stimulants. Why is this so important? Well, it's because it takes physical energy to listen to people, to put their needs first. I mean, have you ever tried to appear like you're interested in your child or something like that when you're just dead tired? I mean, you're not listening. Let's just be honest. You're not listening because it takes energy to listen and you're wiped out at that moment. What happens to your relationships then when you're run down? Well, little issues become big problems when you're tired. You're more cranky, you're more defensive, you're more critical when you're you're physically low. On Sunday nights sometimes, I'm just drained so that sometimes my family just knows, hey, dad's a little bit done tonight, right? He's just done on Sunday night. But everybody knows and understands 
that they know on Monday morning, I, I'm just going to be back to normal. I, I'm going to be regular, my regular sensitive compassion itself. I mean, that, that they're going to get all that. So it's not a spiritual problem. Sometimes I'm just really tired. And so what are some habits that physically refresh you? The Bible is full of them, actually. The Old Testament has many principles for health, but, but the three most basic ones are proper rest, balanced diet, regular exercise, right? It's nothing new. We just, you know, need to do it. In Psalm 127, verse 2, it talks about rest. It says, It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning to late at night. What? So God just wants you to get your proper rest. That's what he says. Some of you need to put that on your day timer. Rest is so important that God put it in the Ten Commandments, didn't he? What did he say? Every seventh day you are to what? Rest. And if you're not taking off a day every week, you're breaking the commandments of God. Sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is just to get some rest. It's amazing how much better things look right on the other side of a nap. Many of you are just too tired to love your kids. Too tired to love your spouse. Your basic problem is not a physical. Is physical. I'm sorry. It's physical. It's not spiritual. There's nothing mystical about it. You just need habits that keep you physically refreshed. It's funny in my household. I mean, my wife and I were just weird, right? When I'm grumpy, it's because I need to take a nap, you know. And so she'll just say, "Honey, you know, maybe you should take a nap right now." You know, everybody's a little tense, you know. And I do, and I feel so much better on the other side. When she gets grumpy. You know, it's because she's hungry, which just leads us to the next one, right? Balanced diet. You made my body, Lord. Now give me the sense to heed your laws. That's scripture right there. He says, we know what to do. We just need to do it. Regular exercise. Honor the Lord with your body. Our bodies were made for activity. In Bible, biblical times, they, they didn't have to exercise, actually. They just walked everywhere they went, right? They were physical in their work. But we have really sedentary lives, if you think about it. And especially with COVID, we don't drive anywhere. I mean, I was talking to a guy that drives miles and miles and miles for his job. He's like, I put 11 miles on my car this month. It's crazy. Jackie Gleason once said this, Whenever I get the urge to exercise, I just lay down until it goes away. Bottom line is that you really only have two choices in life. Fatigue or fitness. You're going to have one or the other. If you're going to have fitness, it involves regular exercise. Study after study after study shows that exercise doesn't deplete your energy. It actually increases your energy. In fact, one of the benefits of sleep, sleepwalking, is that you can get your rest and your exercise at the same time. I believe that in some marriages, if the husband and wife would just get into shape, their love life would return. I think, again, so often we're just too tired to love each other. It's another habit that God gives us. Habits that recharge us emotionally. When your emotional tank is empty, you're unable to keep loving. It's just hard. You just give up. And your emotional tank does get on empty sometimes, doesn't it? How do you know when you need to physically recharge? <laughs> well, your stomach growls. It's time to eat. That's what it says. Your eyelids get heavy. It's time to sleep. We often overlook the signs and the symbols that say our emotional tank is on empty, though, don't we? We often tend to ignore it more than eating or sleeping, to be honest. But here's some warning signs. Sense of being overwhelmed. You feel inadequate. You've got a short fuse, outburst of impatience. When your emotional tank is low, you tend to get angry at the people that you love the most. You desire to avoid people. You, you see them as problems. 
You have no desire to love people when your emotional tank is low. Dreaming of getting away, escape fantasies, is the island in the Pacific, all those different things. You're always thinking about it. Those are telltale signs that you're emotionally unempty. And so to keep on loving and do the things that we've talked about, and not only have to keep your physical tank full, you have to keep your emotional tank full as well. Because when it gets low, it's, it's going to show. And if you're not recharging it, it's going to make a difference in your relationships. So how do you recharge yourself emotionally? It's, it's different for each person, to be honest. For some, that could be uh, some alone time. For others, it's developing a recreational hobby or activity. For others, it's learning to laugh again. It's the last time you just laughed. But whatever it is, make sure you find the time to develop the habits that get you emotionally centered. Because when that's off, life gets a lot more difficult. It just does. And the last habits that God talks about are habits that renew us spiritually. The Bible says that the real love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. It never, ever, ever gives up. It can outlast anything, but the reality is that you can't love people that way without God's help. You just, you just can't do it. You can't love people the way that God loves you, the way that we've talked about over the last 10 weeks, without God's power in your life, because human love, it just, it just runs out sometimes. Warning signs that you're headed for spiritual burnout. Nothing seems to be worth the effort. And what's the use? Life seems to be futile, purposeless, blaming God for your problems. Why, God, did you let that happen to me? And the reality is so often that you bought it on yourself. When you study the scriptures, you find out that many of the great saints of the Bible blamed God when they were in burnout stages. I mean, they just did. David did, Moses did, Elijah did, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Abraham. 1 Timothy 4.8, Paul says to Timothy, take the time and trouble to keep yourself spiritually fed. So how do you stay spiritually fit so that you can love people continually? And the answer is by building in habits in your life that keep you physically and emotionally and spiritually renewed. Three spiritual habits that will help you, I promise. First one is a daily quiet time. I can't encourage this one enough. It, it's what brought me closer to God when I was in college. Just that daily time of spending with him. God started talking to me on a regular basis. It is awesome when you start reading through the scriptures and God just keeps throwing stuff at you from what you're reading. Time spent alone with God where you get alone and you talk to him and you go through the Bible and you talk to God through prayer. It's just awesome. I don't know anything that will help your life more. Nothing. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16, it says, This is the reason we never lose heart. Our body does suffer wear and tear, but every day the inward man receives fresh strength. So outwardly our body suffers wear and tear. But inwardly we can be renewed, spiritually renewed, every single day by spending time alone with God. I don't know what could help your life more than to begin a habit of daily time with God. 10 minutes maybe just to start out with, right? Get in your car, sit by yourself or the chair in the living room or the backyard or you watch the sun come up or whatever. Drive to work, close the door at your office. But just spend some time every day with God. I'd suggest pick a book of the Bible and just read through it, a chapter at a time. And when you read it, think about what it is that you've read. Think about what is God's trying to share with you, tell you about your life. Maybe write some things down. That's a habit that will make a difference and keep you spiritually renewed over and over and over again and will show up in your relationships and give you a strength that you didn't know was there. The Bible says, cast all your cares on God for he cares for you. 
It's a place where you can unload your frustrations. Here's another one. Connect group, right? Realize that I talk about this all the time, but you need a small group. We talk about it all the time. A Christian without a small group is, is an orphan. You need a small group. You need a community of other people that just kind of rally around you and that you can learn from and it can build you up, it can be there for you during hard times in life. The scripture says this, let us encourage one another daily. But you can't be encouraged daily in a large group like this once a week and especially not watching online like so many are, right? It's hard to be connected when you're so far away. You need to get together in a small group at least weekly where you can share needs and problems and cares and pray for each other and develop friendships. Two are stronger than one. And the last one, obviously, is worship. Specifically, I think singing, right? Yes, even this time of COVID, singing. But singing spiritual songs is spiritually renewing, I think. Praise renews and rejuvenates. It builds up. In Psalm 59, it says, I will sing of your strength in the morning, and I will sing of your love, for you are my refuge in times of trouble. Singing builds you up. And when you come, and when we come and sing in this service, this is not a warm-up act, right? It's just as important as the message. I know a, a pastor, when a person comes in for counseling, one of the first questions he asks them is this, did you sing the songs last Sunday? And if they say no, he says, go sing them next week, and then you can come back and we'll talk. He says that ideally because you need that emotional release that comes from recharging, that comes from singing. Many times in my life as a pastor, I've gone from one exhausting meeting, responsibility to another, driving where I've had nothing left to give. And while I was in the car driving along, I put on a Christian song and, and I start singing along with it. And during that time, he restores my soul. I'm a firm believer in listening to Christian music as a result. And Christian messages, they restore you. They help you grow. Ephesians 3.18 says this. May you be able to feel and understand and experience God's love for yourself. He wants you to experience it, right? When you're burned out physically, emotionally, spiritually, and you feel like you've got nothing left to give, your greatest need is you need to feel loved by God. That's your greatest need. It is though these, through these habits that you can begin to feel that love of God again flowing through your life. So as we close on these 10 weeks of relationships, it really all boils down to this. The quality of your relationship to God determines the quality of every other relationship that you have. And when that is out of kilter, all the other ones are going to be out of kilter too. They're not going to be up to their maximum potential. The quality of your relationship to God affects the quality of every single other relationship that you have. Why? Because human love wears out and you've got to be plugged into a stronger source. How do we do that? Jesus tells us when he says, Come to me, all you who are tired and weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Jesus says, Go to the source. Oh, in case you missed it, that source is Jesus. Guys, I hope you had fun as we went through this series. I hope it was a weekly reminder to love people in the midst of all the crazy. And I uh, can't wait. Next week, we're going to start some Christmas stuff. And we're just going to like talk about Jesus and how exciting it is that Christmas is coming. And it is exciting. I don't want you to lose sight of that in the midst of all the stuff going on. So go with his peace. Go with these promises. Go with this encouragement. And serve your Lord always with joy. And let me pray. 
God, we love you so much and we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he came to save us at Christmas. Save us from all the complexity. Save us from all the sin. Save us from all the that's going on in our world today. Just save us. And as he comes, he not only gives us a peace and a strength and a hope, but he gives us heaven because of the forgiveness of sins that he wins for us on the cross. So we thank you for Jesus today, and we pray through that thanksgiving, through the love that we experience from you, that you may give us the strength, Lord, to love the people in our life in a renewed way, in a more consistent way. And that's our prayer today. Fill us with Jesus so we can share it with the world around us. And all God's people said, amen. Guys, go with this benediction. May our Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious always unto you. And may he look upon you now with his favor and grant you forever his peace. Guys, have fun this week. Know that I love you. We love you here at St. Mark. We can't wait to see you again. God bless.